Like, who spends that much time discussing <laughs> the logistics of sandwiches versus pants? <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the lonely luthier. Uh, so, guys, what have we been up to? Al, Brett, you go. Cause... go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it was tactical. <laughs> um, I waited. <laughs> um, yeah, so I finally got some time off. Um, Yay! Cause the long... Yay! Because the long Easter weekend. Um, so I spent the last couple of days redrawing out the suit of armor to make it fit me, because um, basically wait, you're making a suit of armor? I'm making a suit of armor uh, with a with a U, um, and <laughs> uh, basically, a real thing. <laughs> armor, a suit of love, our um, <laughs> Yeah, because basically, like the proportions of a real human don't uh, match up with with the, the the suit of armor that I'm trying to do. So I basically had to redraw it all to myself, which. Um, sounds straightforward, but basically I want to kind of keep it in the similar proportions so it doesn't look weird. Yeah. Um, especially things like the size of the helmet versus like the shoulders and stuff like that. So it's still going to be pretty sort of extreme um, in, yeah. its, um, in its proportions. Uh, but basically I've worked all that out, re-sketched it all, and now I'm trying to work out how to make the flat nets. Uh, so how to cut the, the, the shapes out of the metal. Yeah. Uh, basically from a 3D form, which is quite hard. It's a lot of kind of trial and error and going back and doing a lot of kind of Cutting bits out of paper, yeah, <laughs> and to try and get the shapes right. But I guess uh, that's something that you you guys kind of know working with metal quite a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I got totally distracted making cartoon versions of us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask how much you'd actually done in the, the workshop. Slippery fucking. Um, no, I'd, I'd been doing the, the the Brett one for a while. I've been doing the um, just basically trying to redraw the shop because it's yeah. a really nice, like atmospheric background. So just illustrating all that, and then I just did the Brett puppet. Um, just to see if it would work, it did turn out kind of nice. It was kind of creepy, yeah. but um, <laughs> I can I can make him do things. <laughs> yeah, no joke. It's so weird. It's so weird to see that, knowing that I made my own video game character. But I, I it still confuses the hell out of me. Like Sophie drawing the picture of the three of us and you doing the rats, yeah. and now there's an animation. And like, everybody's little drawings or animations of myself is is really. Yeah, I don't know. It's throwing me off a lot. I love it. <laughs> wait, wait till you're a Lego man. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Cool. So that's what I've been up to. Yeah. Nice. Brett, what, what have you been up to? Ooh, uh, I came back from Montana and had uh, steel pieces in hand that needed to be finished. Uh, my next video project that I'm working on right now is going to be a triple build. And I talked to some of my Patreons about it, um, and I'm going to treat it as a as a kind of a blacksmith 101, even though I'm absolutely not touting myself as a professional blacksmith. But it's it's this kind of you're learning with me, or I want I want to show people kind of what yeah. I'm learning as I'm learning it. So nice. the little bottle opener that I made while I was in Montana is like easy mode, right? And then yeah. mid level is a hammer because the geometry isn't all that complex and yeah. handling. Putting, putting the kind of handle that I did on it is not super complicated, and I chose to only use hand tools, so like you yeah. don't even know need anything too crazy for that. And then the hatchet is, is like the hard difficulty, you know? It'd be like 101, 102, and 103. Yeah. Um, and I'm almost nice. done with the axe. 
I've already carved the handle. I'm I'm kind of wrapping that part up, and we've got a couple other little surprises coming in the next week. So yeah, yes, awesome, nice, cool. Uh, what have I been up to? Oh yeah, I I have you know I've got this uh, this big project that I've been meaning to get around to for ages. Well, I've I finally decided that I have no more excuses. I need to get on with it. Um, so get I've on planned. With it. Get on with Steve. <laughs> So I planned on getting the uh, the workshop all basically like completely clear everything away because I've got to take all my vices off the workbench and everything like that just so I've got the space on the layout table. Um, so I knew I needed to get all that done. So I reforged an old axe that my dad gave me instead because I'm a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but that was like the last thing. Like he's been asking me to get it finished for a little while. So I was like, right, if I get that done, then that's that project done out the way and then i'm completely clear to just work on the um on the knife board so that's done uh, it's been heat treated and that's all sorted um and i just need to sharpen it and handle it and i've got a pre-made blank for the handle so i've not got to do too much work to that um but it's actually turned out really nice with the uh the blackening from the from the hardening process so awesome. with a really pale hand i think it's gonna look really really nice um and then you yeah. spray paint it silver, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh... What's your favourite finish, Steve? <laughs> spray paint? Um, Toast. Yeah. No, fucking don't start. <laughs> uh, yeah, so other than that, all I've been doing is uh, redecorating the house, um, which has taken up a load of time and completely destroyed my lungs. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Um so should we go into the shopping? Because I've got a little bit of a segue for it. Um, is it the still other... a segue if you have to set it up as a segue? Well, the best it's... kind, like yeah. when you have to explain your own jokes. Segwayception yeah. <laughs> in in segwayception. Should got it. Well, I just, I just didn't it. want to move into it without checking that you guys were ready to move into it. That was all. Yeah. Um, I get on. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, all right. Jesus. Um, so yeah, the other thing that I got up to was I was in the house um, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and uh, I got a phone call from Joe, who I work with, um, and basically it was a very panicked phone call. Uh, he'd cut himself quite badly and um, and was in the workshop on his own, uh, but the way that he'd cut himself, it's not like he could drive and he could barely operate a phone um, because he was he cut himself on one hand and was having to use his other hand to stop it from bleeding um, so he clamped it shut and, and did that and it was it just kind of sparked the uh, the whole thing of of being a lone worker and, and how you look after yourself, how you look after your tools how you um, how you cope with, with being in a situation where you spend the vast majority of your time on your own um, and whether that's uh, let's say like the, the safety side of it or whether it's um, like setting up uh, shots and things like that because uh, one of the other things that I did this week was popped over and saw some of the woodworkers that I know and uh, and they've just put out another YouTube video and we were talking about the fact that for them it's a lot easier because they've because there's two of them one of them can do the the actual cuts and the the work as such whilst the other one is is filming and and getting those shots set up and, and worrying about what's in the camera and what's going on in the camera and where the shots are and what the next shot is going to be um so you know you only have to worry about one task you don't have to worry about 
filming and making you just worry about making you just worry about filming um cool. and uh yeah i just thought it'd be quite an interesting uh thing to talk on because we all work on our own um we've got occasionally got other people around but it's generally us on our own and i just wondered what you guys uh yeah no one's to say filmed on me <laughs> <laughs> people just make cartoons of me yeah <laughs> it's the only way it's the only way yeah I think it's a good shout uh, Stephen I think there'll be a lot of kind of people listening as well who are in similar boats yeah. I know there's a few big channels who kind of get to a stage where they actually bring someone on just because the workload is so much so you might yeah. need another camera and stuff like that but I mean for me a lot of the appeal of what we do is because I get I get control over it all um, I think we've all been in positions we've talked about it in the past you know yeah. with work where you're kind of not in control of, of your density um, and you you just you just kind of um, other people's whims, and then suddenly we've got this this little world where we can kind of we we get to decide how it looks, we get to decide what happens. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's that's the biggest part of the appeal. So I actually love being this this kind of um, lone ranger in the shop. I don't know if it's yeah. the same for you, Brett. Or I I look at it more from the in terms of shooting. Um, whether you're you're actually doing YouTube videos versus just trying to shoot your products or you know market your products, put them on your shop on your website, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a better sense of what I have in the can, as it were. You know, um, when I get to film everything, yeah, it's it's extra work and sometimes it's daunting to know that. I, there's actually been tons of times where I get to the shop and I go, oh my God, I have to set up my cameras and the batteries and I think my memory cards are full and uh, you yeah. know, I did a bad job of prepping for it. Um, but without having somebody else shooting, I get to be aware of every single thing that goes into the camera and I can make mental notes while I'm doing it so it actually keeps editing a hell of a lot quicker for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if I come up with a stupid idea that, somebody would probably laugh at me for doing or maybe cast a little bit of judgment from, Oh, are you sure you want to shoot that? Yes. I want to shoot it. I don't even yeah. have to have that question with somebody. I just get to do yeah. it and make it. Sure you want to use a banana? Yes. I want to use a banana. <laughs> yes. I want to use a banana. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was it, a silly one. I, especially when I did that really, really tight close shot of it. Just because <laughs> there's, there's this, if I would have lowered the soundtrack, it really just goes, like it's got this <laughs> terrible sound to it. And you're like, oh, oh. Kind of gets into your bones. But yeah, yeah, it, it makes it a lot more work. But, you know, that's kind of what we're all here for. And none of us are necessarily at a stage where we get to debate, you know, do I hire somebody else on staff to shoot yeah. for me and how much do I pay them or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's quite interesting that you said about uh, the fact that you, you know, going along and making sure you've got charged batteries and, and basically poor preparation because that's that's something that i found that really helped get just getting started with the videos was um was writing out a, a um a shot list so it was like right i need to get this shot this shot this shot. like i know i know the thing that i'm making i know how to make it with my eyes closed but having uh trying to film it without really knowing like what i wanted to get just meant that i was concentrating so much on on the shots that i wasn't thinking about what i was doing so i was i was basically cocking up the uh, the thing that I was making, um, meaning that I was getting frustrated and I like attempted to film about four times and got nowhere because <laughs> I was I was trying to do too many things at once and just writing out a list of right I need to get a shot of 
doing this and then I need to get a shot of doing this and then I need to get a shot of doing this all I had to think about then was what I was actually doing and the angle like I didn't have to think about like I've got to make sure I've got I get this thing in later as well like that that wasn't there that was all taken care of and I think that applies to more than just um uh like filming and stuff like that I think that applies to to doing uh, all manner of tasks like you know if if you're a woodworker you, you know you you already have a, a a cut list so you know right I've got to make this cut 16 times rather than doing it once going away getting halfway through something going oh shit I need another one like that and then going back to the saw mm-hmm. and, and doing another cut like having that set there and having that preparation there is, is a massive help especially if you are on your own because it's not like you can have um if you are on your own you can't just turn around and say oh Al, can you just go cut three more of them whilst I hold this thing together Fuck you, so it doesn't fall yourself. apart <laughs> do it yourself yeah I, w- I wonder uh, yeah. in, in the same fashion not necessarily that Al's making a cut list but did you have a pretty uh, drawn out shot list for the trailer for the Full Metal Al trailer or were you really just like, watching the intro to the show and going okay I need to do that um, I didn't want to do it scene for scene um, so I, I, it was in the back of my head but other than that it was kind of it was it was just I, I don't do what Steve just said I don't I don't work it out like uh, a list like that like a shot no. list kind of thing to I be fair do I, it, I just do it as I do it yeah like, I, I, sorry all I was going to say it's really impractical f- but yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be fair I've done it the first time and like a couple of times I've thought right I need to make sure I get this shot and this shot but yeah generally I don't do it anymore it was just that initial hurdle of, of having too many things going on in my head now that I know I can do it ad hoc i tend to do it ad hoc but it's or like it's where, where i can where i can fit the camera or yeah like, you yeah. know like <laughs> where, where the light is basically dictates a lot of the things um yeah. like i there's a few shots you know like i knew i wanted to do the aerial view of the um the, you transmutation, the, the transmutation circle <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. and me asleep on the ground um <laughs> but beyond that it's just like uh, it's literally just like winging it and, and doing it as i go and it yeah I kind of like it that way. Like if I start making it into a proper production or like a proper, you know, it, as if it is a real show, yeah. I think that's going to take a lot of the fun out of it. Like the yeah. the, the very first one I did, which was of building the hack shack, um, I had no idea what I was doing. And I just literally <laughs> put a camera on and just let the camera run. Yeah. Thinking, oh, I'll go back at the end and edit and just, <laughs> and just cut out the bits that I think look good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mistake number one I didn't yeah. realise that fucking DSLRs only record for a certain amount of time Yeah, <laughs> so I lost a lot of footage um, but even like the most interesting bit of the whole build was me lifting up this like probably 800 pound wall on my own <laughs> and basically all the kind of like rigging I had to set up just using like logs and yeah. like one tiny little crowbar that I had to lift this thing up <laughs> would have been fucking hilarious to see and it would have been yeah. the, probably the best and funniest part of the film and the most dangerous yeah. where I'm like I'm like lying under it pushing it up with my feet oh my god and then like and then like <laughs> prop, propping it up with bits of 2 by 4 and then like nail gunning the 2 by 4 to it to hold it up so I could move out of the way <laughs> and I didn't and I didn't film any of it because I, I hadn't gone through that process I hadn't gone through like the yeah, I'll go and set the camera up. I'll make sure it's running. I'll make sure the battery's in it, and then I'll film. Yeah. So basically, it just it just cuts from like there's no wall to this wall just stood up, being like held up. <laughs> I was like, fuck, <laughs> that was the best bit. Um, so in hindsight, like I'd like to kind of meet halfway. I'd like to have some sense yeah. of just kind of maverick, take it as it comes. But then 
another sense of a little bit of production because yeah i mean a lot of a lot of people who do woodworking a lot of people who have these hobbies making it is a form of escapism yeah. i think there's something appealing about it being on your own like you know it's whether it's to kind of get away from work or get away from the missus or whatever it is the reason that you're going out to the workshop you know part of that for me is kind of it's a bit of me time um the fact that i then let's then get to share it with my friends is fantastic because it's kind of like a joke um but I, i'd say most of the appeal for me is that i am i am trying to do it all on my own as difficult as i'm making it yeah yeah i, I mean, do i do like the idea though that when you talk about being able to control it or, or all three of us have talked about kind of having our own control over the situation um when you look at it from you know schedules or pay or you know kind of capturing the creativity as it's coming because you can't be on all the time and you can't be having the best shot all the time or the best story all the time or the best yeah. lighting all the time speak for yourself <laughs> easy easy there Al. so you know when when you have the control over it you you could wake up if you know al's got the shack in his backyard and he could wake up at two o'clock in the morning and go okay you know what i feel like working and it could just yeah. start and your brain's there ready to produce something whether it's actually building or filming it or both and and again it it seems daunting sometimes to know that you have all of that responsibility because then like steve was saying earlier you do have the things in the back of your mind of i need to take care of my tools or i i know i need to use this tool for the thing tomorrow and i totally forgot to sharpen my chisel you know so i should really do that and you're not going to show yourself sharpening the chisel you just need to know that it's prepped yeah and your safety you know, leg pressing up an 800-pound wall is not safe, Al. <laughs> if that thing would have crushed you, you would have died in your shack. Halfway built. And half just shack. screaming, half sh- Al's half shack. <laughs> I mean, that, that, I think that's the thing, though. Is like, for me, because um, that, that initial prep for that first video was just because there was no other way that I was going to get it done. Um, because... I, I tried doing it a few times and like I said, I'd either end up with like 17 hours worth of footage because I just recorded everything and then editing down was just mission impossible sort of thing. Um, or I was, I'd film like three quarters of a project and I'd forget to film a vital part of it that I couldn't make the video without sort of thing. So that's why I did it the first few times. But then once I'd kind of got into that, um, it was fine. But like, uh, in the last video I did, there was a shot um, where I was uh, putting the wedge in the the axe handle, and just completely out of shot doing it. Like I'd set the camera up and thought I had the angle right, but as soon as I started actually working, because I was concentrating on what I was doing, the shot was all wrong. Had I had someone else there, they would have been able to see it and do that. But like I, said, I, I then would have lost kind of the appeal of of why I'm doing it. I don't like the idea of having someone else there. Like when when I've been filming uh in the workshop with Alex and Joe, it's been really nice, but I get really like even when I'm filming them, I get really annoyed about the fact that either they'll you know, they'll take something out of the fire before I've got the camera rolling or they'll be talking before the the shot's finished sort of thing. So I because I can't control exactly what they're doing i can't get exactly the result i want every time yeah. um which again is why i think it's nice doing it on your own but i 
I think having working on your own in a, in a workshop, as well as being really, really good escapism, it does have a lot of, of drawbacks. Um, like I think I've said before, one of the things that I'm hoping to do this year is uh, at least once a week go to uh, Alex's workshop and and work with or work on my own stuff, but work with Alex and Joe both being there, just so that um, if I need someone to be a striker for me, I can kind of shout Joe over and get him to strike or um, if I'm stuck on how to do something like how many times have you been stuck sat there going fuck how, how do I do this thing and yeah it's a simple task but you've just got a complete memory block and you end up constructing this really really convoluted way to get around a problem and then afterwards someone turns around and says oh why didn't you just do this instead and and sometimes just having that other person there to bounce ideas off is really useful which is why I think again I know I always bring it back to the community but I think having this community is great because there's been times where you know I've messaged the group chat with you two in and said how would I do this or you know any of the other group chats that I've been in like how will you guys approach this problem and it's been really good having that uh, that kind of instant feedback but if you've got no signal or if those other people aren't picking up then you are still kind of stuck on your own um so yeah, I like how, how do you guys kind of approach that sort of side of things? Like when you when you need a, a bit of help or advice or encouragement or what, whatever. Like where do you find that from? Yeah, I mean exactly to your point, Steve. It's 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 prevalent everywhere you go. Like literally just before we were recording, like Red was asking me some advice on on using Illustrator because he knows that that's what I, I've got those expect expertise yeah um, and you know I'm asking him stuff because I'm in the middle of working with metal and leather and it's just perfect it's not you know it's it, it's too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence that everyone that we know is able to help us out with the things that we know about um, how to make a sandwich for example you know <laughs> <laughs> we can find out you know um, anything you want to know and, and I think that's that's the power that kind of I, I would happily do this on my own yeah. Um, I think there's back to your point Steve about kind of the camera uh, angle and, and on your previous video I think there's a certain charm to stuff like that where it's yeah. kind of like there's a humbleness and, and, and a kind of naivety to it that makes it entertaining it makes it real yeah if everything was like perfect production value it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as funny it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be YouTube basically the whole part about YouTube is it's it's people making content it's not it's not you know yeah um, TV production companies making content, and that's yeah. that's what makes it interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but beyond like content creation, just making in general, like uh, every single person that I've met so far on this journey has got a different and very unique set of skills that they, <laughs> that they can bring to the party, and I just find that amazing. Even within the same field, so you know, I know five different blacksmiths. They all know different things, and they all know they can all teach me yeah. different things that I, I'm going to use, even though I'm not necessarily doing blacksmithing it's all really beneficial and it's all just helps us all grow yeah no definitely i think as far as as far as when when you're alone or like steve was saying when you don't have service or when you don't because <laughs> uh, our our big metal shed i don't get service inside the shop so when i'm working and i go oh I, I wonder what steve thinks of this one i don't have service so i can't immediately just you know message him something i'll have to step out of the shop which derails me from my work yeah. And I have to get back into it, you know, once yeah, I get in. And that's if Steve answers me back immediately. <laughs> um, but it, I'll, I'll say this much. I think it became a little bit of a stepping stone for me 
in my own work, which is um, I, I do like reaching out and, and asking people or bouncing ideas off of people. But there is something to be said about letting that be a challenge to yourself. Yeah, it's, it's like being on a deserted island, you know. Yeah. I know I have to build a ship to get off of this. I don't have cell phones or, you know, what do you do then? <laughs> do you, do you give up and you go, well, I don't know how to do that. So there's no way I'll ever figure out how to get off this Island. No, you'll, you know, pull your bootstraps up and make it work. Yeah. And build it out of coconuts and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was thinking it was kind of, uh, as, as Steve was talking about it, thinking about it like MacGyver, like he's trapped in a situation. He has to get out of it. Yeah. If he had to then like, form a committee to discuss ideas about how to make something out of a paperclip and a, a rubber band, you know, he'd never get out of there. Yeah. But because he's just got to be creative in, in, in that given space and time with the things at his disposal, that's what makes it like, yeah, like you said, Brett, like this, this, this fun challenge, this kind of personal thing. Well, yeah. And like yesterday, uh, there was a moment where I, I was debating on messaging Steve of how the <laughs> hell do I drift this thing by myself? Like drift the eye hole by myself yeah, yeah. because I don't have a striker. And I don't feel like I can control it on the anvil because uh, I'm, I'm not a blacksmith. So it's like I didn't know the techniques. And I legitimately just went, right, fuck it. <laughs> and I put the drift in the eye hole or whatever and I just beat the hell out of it. Because I did it once with the cat's claw thing, but I did it yeah. the wrong way. Yeah. And this way, I was doing it the right way. I was like, this is automatically going to be easier and safer than what I did before. Yeah. Though I did off strike one time and shot a piece of metal. I saw it spark and fly over it in the other end of the shop. Yeah. Like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but we got it. We did it. And nice. I honestly, there was just a moment where I go, I could ask Steve, or I could just get it done because you yeah. were probably just going to end up telling me to do exactly what I did yesterday, anyways. But yeah. the problem solving aspect of not always having somebody around and knowing, kind of stepping away from yourself for a moment and go, I could call someone, <laughs> or. I could, I'm, I'm good at this. I'm supposed to be good at this. I'm supposed to be yeah. good at problem solving. I'm supposed to be able to do this on my own. That's what I chose to do. Therefore, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. Get to it. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, the thing is, is it, it's, it's like you said, people, like we've all said before, like we've all used tools for the completely wrong thing. Like that, not what they're designed for. Like speak for yourself. And, I'm, <laughs> But uh, but that's the thing is like if if you if you phone someone you ring someone you ask someone or if you're working with someone constantly you'll end up doing it their way as opposed to doing it your way and I think like as 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 makers as content creators as um, craftsmen like we we strive for that individuality we we strive to to stand apart from everyone else whether it's through the end result of our work or whether it's through how we present it or or how we actually create it and i think um whilst it i think it is very very good and very useful having those people on hand that you can ask um i think like you guys have both said like being able to solve the problem in your own way is an extremely important part of it and and that's what makes us makers as opposed to just apprentices or, or whatever like we're not um we're not learning to do it in someone else's way we're we're, we're forging our own path um and uh and yeah so I, I think it is important to know when to when to ask for help and when to go you know what fuck it I, i've got this i i can 
I can do this in my own way and I can make it work. Um, but yeah, I just think it's 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 worth remembering that sometimes there is that help there. I think help help is sort of indirect as well. Like we were yeah. talking the other week about um, inspiration and places to find it, you know, out out of the out of the expected and things like that. But like you guys would be helping me even without me having to ask you. So like you know, I'm sitting here trying to draw panels of armor and trying to make them fit my form yeah. from this kind of anamorphic um, cartoon body into my body. And then in my head, like in the back of my head, there's like things that Ellen did with your t-shirt, Brett, where she's like yeah. cutting it to make it fit her form better. So even without me, you know, reaching out to somebody and going, how do I make things fit my body shape? Like things I've remembered and things I've absorbed throughout this community uh, kind of indirectly, indirectly helping me, and it's that's that's right. You know, I'm not, I'm not just making inspiration out of nothing and, and coming up with ideas out of nowhere. It's all come from somewhere. Yeah, and, and I, and... I will be, I will be totally. Uh, it, I feel like it's not selfish, but I'm, I'm going to bring this on myself a little bit for a minute. But again, on this journey, on this whole becoming part of the maker community or being accepted by the maker community, I legitimately there are moments where I get kind of down about it's taken me too long to do this or I broke something that I spent seven hours on, you know, when I did the cut list and I got the burnout on it. <laughs> yeah. You guys were there to experience that with me. Like I left the shop for 10 minutes and was like, I don't know what to do. I just spent eight hours making this much of the sword and it's not even done yet. And I screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then it took five minutes to kind of, you know, pull it back together and go, no, it's like, it'll work. It, this is great. <laughs> this is a cool design element. But there are moments like that prior to the cut list that, I've, I've gotten a little down or, you know, the coffin case, I had a few mess ups on that, but with like the support that constantly happens on social media or on YouTube, when I put a video up or even some of my patrons, most of my patrons are amazingly supportive and really, really awesome people. And there's this weird, uh, there's this weird, yeah, I'm, I'm alone in the shop, but I, I feel like I have, I legitimately have this crew behind me. Like yeah. I keep. Yeah, making yeah. all these jokes about you know part of the crew part of the that's not a joke like all of my people are part of the crew part of the ship because it's badass but <laughs> i feel like i have a crew yeah like i have yeah. people that aren't necessarily relying on me to make content like no one really cares it's it's more of just like we're all really doing good things for the community and and you know youtube or otherwise just being a maker and, and part of the makers movement i feel like i have a lot of energy being fed into me and knowledge being fed into me by proxy yeah um and it kind of keeps me from getting too down or, or getting getting into that crappy black hole when you do the whole like i am by myself no one gives a shit about this i just ruined a yeah. piece of work i've been doing for 20 hours and no one's gonna care and you know <laughs> this is all on me and i've yeah. disappointed everyone <laughs> yourself down <laughs> I mean, I think like you've touched on a really, really good point there, and like I, I think with um, with social media, there's this uh, this this horrible thing to it where people only put up um, like on on Facebook and things like that. Like they'll they'll only put up the the positive, the the you know the the project that's gone right, you know the perfect date night or the the one meal they've cooked that week that looks really good. You know they've <laughs> put a photo of that up or whatever, and it's this this weird filtered view of of this perfect life and that everyone's really happy and everyone's doing brilliantly and 
although that does happen to a certain extent in the maker community um because you know you get you get people putting up uh, finished projects and things like that where they look perfect and you haven't seen the you know the, the 14 hours of absolute hell they've gone through to get that project there um yeah you, know, you haven't seen them trying to put up a fucking 400 kilogram wall with their feet because they're an idiot um and and it can can be a bit um intimidating isolating yeah because you're like shit nobody else is having this problem but then you start interacting with people and like some people do put up um their failed mistakes like i've, I've put up failures on instagram and, and things before and like i've i've put up um on videos where I've, I've missed a shot or whatever and explained like oh shit i forgot to do this because i'm an idiot or i broke <laughs> I this i did that but, on the yeah. brass knuckles remember <laughs> oh yeah yeah i twisted it off camera i'm sorry yeah. no, I, so, I said deal with it and deal with yeah. it i'm sorry <laughs> yeah and uh and that's the thing is like i think the maker community is kind of special in that it is willing to admit that everyone makes mistakes and although it's not like um like for someone like me like there is no way that i'm going to be able to be a part of a makerspace just because of my location i'm so far removed from any big um like hubs that that i that it's just not going to support itself so i'm not going to have a makerspace near me but i've got all of these people on instagram that i follow that i talk to that i get on with um and the same with like a couple of the facebook groups like the facebook groups i'm a bit more um, wary of but like, on Instagram there's some really good people and the same with YouTube and like if you engage with these people and you start talking to them then like you said you'll get someone like Red that will say oh shit yeah no I had a really bad day because this thing broke and it's really pissed me off and all of a sudden you go oh shit it's not just me that that has these things that that don't work every time and you, you start realizing that that although you see the perfect finished project on instagram or on youtube or whatever there's still mistakes and and issues that go into it and it 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 makes you feel a lot better knowing that you're not alone and uh i got a comment on the cutlass video which made me feel amazing for multiple reasons but there's a a chap that got in there and he goes uh the problem is not the problem the problem is your attitude about the problem yes i saw that that's jack sparrow from you know pirates but yeah it it means so much more in the movie it's a goof it's a goof line you know that yeah. he's just trying to confuse his first mate but if you think about that a little bit deeper it's that's exactly what it is yeah i burned out the the sword the blade edge after all this work into it and then it was like just change your perspective for a minute yeah it's not a problem every 90% of the thing still works it still looks pretty good yeah. It, the problem is the attitude. So shift the attitude. Oh crap! I'm gonna grind in serrations. I've actually never grinded serrations before. Holy crap! I get to learn something else while I'm doing <laughs> yeah. this. So I actually got to teach myself how to use a belt grinder, and grind in serrations. Which now I I watched a video. You know, after I talked to you guys, I watched a video and I was like, wait a minute, this is gonna look great. And then I remember sending <laughs> you guys did. a photo of it, and everyone was like in agreement. And then we're like, all right, now it looks terrifying. And I'm like, yeah that that shift will now stay with me you know the next time the next time that happens because it will happen it's 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 never going to be perfect and it's never going to go perfect and you should have that expectation that that problems will happen you know issues will come up mistakes will happen mistakes do happen and 
what if you could shift your attitude or have the support of the people behind you? And even if you're not talking to them, like the next time I do something wrong with a piece of steel, I'm going to have Steve standing behind me going, mate, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> that was a terrible British accent. I like half-hearted that one. You've lost it, man. I know. So you, you, you brought up... It's all bollocks. It's okay. Yeah, he's that back. a little bit better. Oh, yeah, he's back. You, you brought up... Um, uh, the same point again, Brett, that you brought up earlier is really, really interesting and about um, how kind of these kind of mistakes or things that don't go the way you expected them to could could potentially get you down, especially if, if you're on your own. Um, you kind of get all insular about it and think like, oh yeah. no, this, you know, I've burnt my sword, it's a disaster. Um, I think us three are in the same boat in that we're doing this to learn. We're, we're all doing this because we're, we're all doing things that we've never done before. It's like, and nobody knows how to do something until they do it. Yeah. So it's all a learning experience, and it it goes it goes. It's a transition from from a a moment of not understanding something to understanding it, and it's always rewarding, and it's always scary, and it's always like the unexpected, and that's why it's learning. And it doesn't matter what you do, if it you know Steve, even even the things that you are skilled at. Every time you're putting yourself out there, you're doing something that you've never done before, and you're doing something new, and that's yeah. why it's that's why it's fucking really exciting for me because it, it it is a little bit scary, but then it's it's kind of completely counterbalanced by this fantastic, overwhelming. Yes, I've got a new skill. Yeah, put yeah, it the, in the bank and let's move on. The yeah. the grinder, the upside down grinder that everyone looks at and goes, "That's yeah. so unsafe." <laughs> what are you doing with your life? And you know, you can look at that two ways and go yeah. that's horrible you're by yourself what if something happens yeah that's that that lone ranger mentality where you you buck up and you go i know i know yeah. i embrace this and also you've probably been bitten by that in the past oh, so God, you, yeah. you know what it means to take a grinder to the knuckle you know yeah. it's <laughs> the worst feeling in the world because you feel like an idiot again it's that cyclical nature like something happened you made a mistake you get immediately down about it yeah. yeah, getting injured is never going to be an okay thing when you're by yourself, but you learn from that. Like Al says, everything's a learning experience, and hopefully hopefully, it wasn't such a, a you know, horrible situation that you were able to get yourself out of it and then learn from it. And now you can turn a flap disc upside down and use it as a <laughs> grinder because you yeah. know exactly what your capabilities are of yeah. doing that. It may still not be that safe, but I just ran a 250-pound power hammer and i've never yeah. done it before and i spit yeah. a piece of metal out the side of it and shot across the room so yeah <laughs> yeah i mean the thing is it's like that because it always makes me laugh with uh, people saying that the grind is not safe like it, from every way that i think about it a people use belt grinders all the time and they are just as unsafe but nobody says anything about it because it's the way that they're supposed to be used and and the angle grinders like using them <laughs> using them like I am like having it turned upside down clamped in three different ways it's it's clamped in place it's not going anywhere and as it is I have control of where the sparks are going I you know I don't if I've if I've locked the piece in and I'm free handing it with the angle grinder there's so much more that can go wrong oh, yeah. but people how come how come then every time I use my angle grinder no matter which way I point it the sparks always go in my face because you're because I, I always forget <laughs> <laughs> It's because you all sat there going, "Ooh, look at the shiny!" <laughs> it's uh... almost positive as something with no one ever adjusts the guard 
Everyone yeah. just thinks the guard is supposed to face one uh, direction at all times. Don't even get me started. But the thing is, like with with the angle grinder, like if it's locked in place like that, if I'm grinding away and something happens, I jump back and I'm I'm away from it. I'm free from it. Whereas if I'm holding it, if I if something happens, I'm either jumping back and holding onto it, and it's it's going to um, uh, like still hurt me, still damage me or whatever or I'm going to drop it and then it's going to either skate across the floor and break or go into something or that spinning thing is going to hit the floor and then jump up and hit me and like it's, for me, using it on my own it's probably safer having it bolted in the way it is having it attached, yeah yeah. but um, but yeah, I mean yeah um, Steve, you fucking tell him yeah. that's how you use it properly yeah, fuckers um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I realised I just went on a bit of a rant then um there are so many there are so many tools and stuff that like everything everything in a shop in a proper workshop has yeah. the capability to hurt maim whatever yeah. we talked about it on an early episode right yeah exactly learn the ways that things can kill you and try to <laughs> avoid them it. yeah <laughs> and and that's the thing is i think again like if you're on your own you have to you have to take responsibility for your own actions you have to be able to stand up and say yeah this is a really bad idea but i accept the risks you know if it hurts me, I'm not going to blame someone else. I'm not going to blame the manufacturer for me holding a grinder next to my face. You know, it, it's it. I'm the one that's doing it, and and I think that's really important about um, your attitude with how you deal with problems and things as well. Is you have to accept the fact that like when you burnt that um, the cutlass, you accepted like I fucked up. This was this is completely on me. How can I fix it? Rather than going, oh well this is fucking ridiculous it's because I didn't have the right tool or because because Steve else. told me how to set the fire up yeah exactly <laughs> like it, yeah it, it, it's it's you have to accept that and I think owning your your problems and owning the things that you've done wrong is a massively important thing and and I think as well like going back to what Al said like if you can admit that you've fucked up and that you've done something wrong then you know what you're going to get so much more support and feedback from people within the community than if you were to um uh if you were to just turn around and say oh no everything i do is always perfect people are just going to think you're a dick there are a lot of people out there that do that though it's well like, yeah come watch me and how brilliant i am at doing this thing yeah you know just completely deadpan with no humility and it's like yeah. well you're kind of opening yourself up to complete attack there because yeah. the thing is, is if, if you open it up and also you, where's the learning experience in that yeah yeah if, if you are honest and you show people that you know you're not perfect and that you do mess up and you know this is this is me learning how to use a power hammer or this is me learning how to build a shed or whatever then people are going to be constructive when they talk to you about it whereas if you put up a video and you're going i'm the greatest blacksmith ever this is how you make a knife, this is how you do this, this is how you do that, then if you do anything even slightly wrong, people are going to pick up on it and they're going to pounce on it. And and in a way, you almost deserve it. If you if you present yourself to be perfect, then you've got to, you, again, you, you've got to accept the fact that people are going to pick up on the things where you're not perfect. Right, you don't have it's part of the the lone worker dynamic or the the yeah. solo worker dynamic is 
you are not only responsible for yourself, your tools, your safety in the shop, but you're also absolutely responsible for how you're perceived online. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of our community, a lot of our listeners, a lot of the people in the Fools of Tools room on Facebook are every we're developing this huge sense of people that that really want to do positivity, you know, and we've had people show failures. We've shown our own failures, you know. Yeah. I I chatted with you guys outright about do I show this in the video? Yeah. Because if you if you paid attention and I'm willing, I'm absolutely happy to admit this cuz I already in the video showed that like there was a mistake, but after I did the quench and I put it in the vice for that shot, I covered the mistake yeah. because at that point I didn't know whether or not I wanted to show how much of a mistake I had made. Yeah. And then, and then within that, like I got the shot and I walked outside and messaged you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's how that pacing went yeah, because yeah. I don't care. It's, it's not that I don't care. I do care how I'm perceived online, but I actually a dynamic that I want to try and constantly show off or, or have present in, in when people are viewing me on Instagram or, or YouTube or otherwise is I'm learning. We're all learning. Everybody's learning. Blacksmithing is not a thing. I I am not a professional blacksmith, but I really want to learn it. And so watch this. I still end up with a fun product. I had a great time making the video. I have, I hope everybody enjoys it, but also watch that middle section. I screwed up. Like a traditional yeah. blacksmith would have like thrown that blade away or like reforged <laughs> it or done something. And I was like, no way am I going to start over on that. I don't even have yeah. another piece of steel. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love that our little community is doing that. And we're just, yeah. we're spreading more and more where people are absolutely willing to talk about their mistakes. You know, Laura was on and was, was talking about tons of times that she had had like failed projects or small failures in the past. And, you know, we, being comfortable showing the learning process or showing the mistakes and letting that be part of your persona or or the way that you're perceived online, I think is only beneficial for everybody that can follow along because then guess what? If a year from now you did a very similar project and it, there aren't any mistakes, you actually could in the video at the very end of it be like, guys, we did it without (laughs) any problems. And everybody gets to know that that's where that came from. Right. Yeah. They yeah. got to see you grow. They hopefully grew with you. Maybe they tried making a sword. Who knows? That's yeah. so beneficial for everybody to just have a more positive attitude about, like, I'm by myself. I love the support. I will make mistakes. I will own them. I will own who I am online. And then, and then you know, spread that vibe outwards. Yeah. That's that good vibes thing I constantly talk about. It's just yeah. put good I vibes mean, out there. There's no reason otherwise. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think kind of my parting uh, gift because we've probably got to wrap up and move into uh, the rest of the show but um, like my parting thing on this would be to say like if the next time you're making a project and and you're out there and you you foul up you make a mistake record that like whether that's video whether it's just a photo or even if you just write it down do that and then the next time you put that or when you put that finished project on social media, whatever your chosen social media is, include that mistake and show that mistake. And, and whether you do it like, straight away, as soon as you've done it and you put it online and just say, guys, you know, I did this, check out what an idiot I am sort of thing. Or whether you wait until the end and you, you show the finished project and you say like, I did this thing, 
but halfway through this happened and so you can compare that that point where you're like oh fuck how am i going to fix this to the the end article that you're happy with and that you want to show off anyway um because the, you know what's what's the problem with that what's the problem with showing that you've you've made a mistake but you still ended up with an amazing result and i think if I, I think it's back to what you said earlier steve like it is just become this kind of social media world of the artificial, yeah. you know, residual self-image. Like this is what I want people yeah. to think that is the reality of my life. It's just not the case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the more we can do what you just said, Stephen, and and be humble and and show the mistakes yeah. and show the learning process, it's just going to be a better place because it's yeah. going to help other people grow. Yeah. Otherwise, there's this false kind of um, projection of everything that every and it's if you do it wrong, you kind of feel even worse because nobody else yeah. is doing anything wrong. Whereas actually, exactly. we're all fucking we're all fucking messing up all the time every yeah. day. And the more we embrace that, the more we're going to learn. Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is, is if you if you just only ever put up like completely finished articles, then eventually people are going to start going to go in, eh, fuck that guy. Like, there's there's no <laughs> engagement there. Like, oh yeah, that looks really pretty. Again, like it's you know how many finished project shots can you show us, sort of thing. But if you put something out there that shows that actually you're human as well, then you will get that human interaction. You will get people saying like, "Ah, oh, dude, yeah, I I had exactly the same thing, thing happen to me, or I had something similar on this project, or whatever." And I think if you can put that out there, you will get a much better, more positive response than if you were to just put out a finished article. And, and, and the we constantly say it: the learning how to think or teaching how to think. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Yeah, you're, you're not benefiting yourself or anybody else that's paying attention to you if the entire approach is you don't need to learn anything other than just to watch me be perfect at what I do. You yeah, know? An, an educator, a teacher you know my mom would absolutely stand up on a soapbox for this one but she doesn't stand in the front of the class and tell you you know add these two numbers together you get this that's the end of it yeah like she actually got pretty fed up with the system because she constantly figured out ways to get that kid to solve the problem in his way taught yeah. him how to think taught yeah. her how to think you know and she's gotten like awards and stuff for teaching because she just had a different approach to it it's not about standing up and telling people how perfect you are yeah it's about helping teach how to problem solve how to think how to how do you want to be perceived online are you human or yeah. are you a robot that only makes perfect stuff that has the best life on the planet exactly i, mean, I, don't, I don't believe in that it's a perception thing you know maybe i could be wrong there are plenty yeah. of people out there very successful doing that kind of thing but yeah but personally of, not not my thing no and i mean like, so at the end of the day we're we're makers we're not we're not ikea we're not some furniture store making uh, speak perfect for products yourself. of time. <laughs> like that was Al. Al said yeah. that just now. <laughs> but yeah, we just admit that you make mistakes and and own it. Show people that you do it, and I guarantee you, you won't have people. You won't feel bad after you. You might feel a bit nervous when you do it, but you'll get such a good response back. And yeah, I I really do challenge anyone to just put those mistakes out there and just have that conversation. But um, yeah. nice. Yeah. Speaking of, put it out there to other people. Should we go <laughs> into talking about other people? Segway. <laughs> uh, see, oh, I, Steve, move over. I, I was actually going to say, if you do that, then you would be a really spiffing person. And speaking of spiffing people, <laughs> and I was going to move it into it like that, but nah. <laughs> Let 
but we think that's all spiffing. Cool, right. Uh, Al, you're going first. Yes, so actually, Steve, just going off the back of you kind of talking about mistakes and how um, not just celebrating the things that are perfect, but celebrating the kind of the, the things that didn't go quite right along the way. Um, I don't know if you guys know this channel called Havesh5. I do not. Um, uh, basically, she does like domino rallies. So she sets up dominoes. Um, oh, awesome. And, yeah, it's a really cool channel. It's really fun. Um, but it's one of those things where like you've kind of seen one domino rally, you've seen them all. You know, she does yeah. really interesting things with it and breaks records all the time and brings in lots of kind of like Heath Robinson into the idea. So, you know, brings in other things to it. Um, but one of the my favorite things about the channel is that um, she shows the fuck ups along the way. Yeah. So you imagine how frustrating it is setting up like an entire room of dominoes only for something to go wrong, like right at the end or like halfway through and you've got to go back and reset it all. Yeah. Um, so I, I suggest if you don't know that channel, go and subscribe. Um, there's loads and loads of fun. Um, but one of the best things about it is showing the ones that don't work and kind of the the, the tension as well with something like dominoes. It's like yeah. it, it, it's, you're so on edge and you're so nervous, <laughs> like waiting for it to get to the end and then just halfway through, it's like, fuck it, something comes out of nowhere and just totally destroys it. Yeah. So there's like, it's hilarious and charming, um, but so Brilliant. simple and kind of um, childlike as well at the same time. So yeah. Havish 5. Awesome. Cool. I'm spiffing. Uh, I'm going to go next. And my one... Um, at the beginning of the episode I talked about Joe uh, ringing me up because he'd injured himself and mm. you'll be pleased to know that he's fine it's all stitched up um, it was quite a nasty cut but luckily he had next week off anyway um, so I am going to nominate Joe um, and I think it's it's quite a nice one to do this week whilst we're talking about mistakes and that because him making this mistake and really badly hurting himself um it's kind of brought us closer together uh because we've we've known each other for about a year now um work really well together um always have a good laugh um and see each other like outside of the forge quite often but we we're normally talking about um work stuff about blacksmithing about stuff like that um but uh because I was talking to him and trying to take his like obviously when he was having stitches and things like this done I was trying to take take his mind off of what was actually happening we were talking about some other random stuff and uh, and I found out a few more exciting and different things about him um, and yeah he's he's a really fucking cool guy he's a really <laughs> nice bloke um, very interesting very very intelligent guy um, and certainly someone that if you asked advice or anything like that he would go out of his way to to give you a full and proper answer um and and yeah i think it's kind of a nice example of of how a, a mistake can be uh, be turned into a positive how him cutting himself has has kind of strengthened our friendship somewhat so nice. uh, so yeah joe garnett uh he is not on youtube or anything like that but he is on instagram he doesn't post very often but he posts some good stuff uh so there will be a link to that in the show also known as uh joe garnett oh handsome, handsome joe. joe handsome he joe fucking he is lovely. he is very <laughs> handsome yeah well he does gymnastics and he's fucking ripped like <laughs> insanely so he's a yeah it, it's really depressing when he, like he stood there all young and fit and healthy and then me and alex <laughs> are stood either side of him going I've just want some sausages for lunch. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just walked up the stairs and I'm knackered. But uh, but yeah, so go check Joe out. Uh, Brett, you are next. Oi. So, Oi. fellow fellow pirate this week, um, Blackbeard yeah. Projects. Nice. He's been on YouTube's for a year plus, um, which you know honestly puts him at not not super long running, but his work is very quality work. His videos are great; they're really fun to watch. He does all kinds of projects, blacksmithing. He did a DIY belt sander and stuff back in the day. He He's been around and made some really cool stuff. He's got a really positive attitude. He's been in my comments section for a while. And to be quite honest, I just, you know, I saw him as a part of the community. I was like, that's really great. But I never really dove into who he was. And then I remember on on my like suggested videos or something, one of his came up and it said a couple hundred thousand views. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) hold on, wait. I know that name. And then I went and he just recently passed a hundred thousand, which congrats for him because he absolutely deserves it yeah um but he he took his hundred thousand subscriber thank you video and turned it into a here go watch these makers and redsmith was also on that list along with myself so he is spiffing for like the the constant love and support he's he's been awesome and i i i couldn't believe it when i was like oh my god you are way too big to be watching my (laughs) Yeah, I'm literally just looking at his uh, channel at the moment. He's got some really nice looking videos on there. And he's he's a super nice guy. Like, we've had a bunch of chats. We, we've never talked in, in person. You know, we've never met. Yeah. But I consider him to be like, you know, when we meet, it's going to be very much like a bro hangout yeah. YouTuber-y nice. thing of just being like, your stuff's cool, but your stuff's cool. I like what you do. <laughs> no, but I like pirates. But I like pirates. My name's Blackbeard. Oh, damn it. Well, I don't have one of those. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's really cool, and I am now subbed. Cool. Good. Uh, any more for any more? I've got one little announcement to make, and that's it. Mm. So, anything from you guys? Yeah, I've got I've got a little gem for you as well. Steve. Do you want to go first? You go first. Okay. Uh, right. Some of you may already be following the awesome makers on Instagram. Uh, they recently ran a competition for an LED lamp challenge. And I have the honor of announcing the winners on here. Uh, so, Ooh. where are we? Uh, from the guys in the group, uh, I, I'm lucky enough to know a few of them, so they've uh, they've sent me a message. And they basically, they just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone that's taken part. Um, it was a really fun challenge, and they've really enjoyed seeing every single entry. Um, you've all been brilliant, creative, and awesome. Uh, they've had a load of entries and it was really hard to decide uh, and they want to do a special shout out to the international um, entries that entered even though they they weren't able to win um, because it was a, a UK only um, competition uh, and that includes uh, Diamond Metalworker, Master of None Tanda Madison and Dave's Woodwork uh, so those guys were all the international ones and also special shout outs to Tim from Turgworks, uh, Timber Club, Badger Workshop, and Casual DIY. Um, but the winners in order from third to first. So in third place is Josh Kennedy, who's done this really, really cool, um, uh, like a, you know, the like the classic. Angle poise. Yeah, that's it. The classic angle poise lamp. Uh, he's done a 
a unique take on that and it's really really cool i really <laughs> like that one uh and then second place is a former spiffy uh, and that's highland boxes who's done a um a lara croft uh style lamp that's it's so cool. brilliant it's so really, cool. really impressive. Are you a former Spiffy, or is it like a president and you still get called a Spiffy? I, I, I think that I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's it rules, be, I, I think it's current. I think it's yeah. present tense. Once you're a Spiffy, you're a Spiffy for life. <laughs> for um, life. And the overall winner uh, is Matt makes mess UK, uh, who is in the Fools with Tools group I think uh, because I've seen the video on this one and it was a um, like a, a Zeppelin uh, yeah. LED lampshade <laughs> yeah, thing the Zeppelin and that thing was so cool and I'm really glad that he's won because it was a really really nice build yeah. Um, but yes so they've all won uh, vouchers of varying uh, monies for manomano.co.uk <laughs> um, so thank you to to those guys for for offering up some prizes and thank you to the awesome makers group for just encouraging people to get out and make things and and well done to everyone that's entered because there's been some awesome stuff coming out of that so uh, yeah well done you guys bravo awesome cool uh al what's your thing oh no fuck it yours is way better <laughs> should have ended with that one <laughs> Well, I did offer you the chance to go first. You did, you did, but I was too much of a gentleman. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> Come on, make it quick. Ever you got something to say. Say it. I was just going to say, Steve felt like he was a little bit alone and he's not near a makerspace, but the world is one big makerspace. Ah, thanks, mate. Yeah, no, it, right. yeah, to be fair, it's true. Like That's what the whole community is. Being involved in this community is like being part of a massive makerspace. It's just a maker's cyber space. Till we oh. get to Mars. Yeah. Get yourself to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> and and, and, and <laughs> from 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 my end, uh, I will say one more time. <clears throat> anybody that's made it this far in the podcast, thank you for listening. <laughs> but remember, the problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude about the problem. Savvy? <laughs> Fuck it, I'm ending it there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, that was.